Oh my God, this is going to be a this is going to be a hot episode. Really looking forward to it. Hello, welcome. This is Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host Scott Belanger, aka Jax Falcone, on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode lucky number thirteen. Let's get going. Uh, you know, week uh, week ten in the books. We're we're off to week eleven. You know, a lot of times in, in dynasty football, this is the time of year. A good friend of mine was was texting with me, and he pointed out this is like when people get fatigued. You know, it's it's a tiring season. You know, we especially in dynasty, you had your rookie draft, you had your off season, all these trades, and now you're you know four and six, five and five. People are going to start getting sloppy. They're not looking at the waiver wire. They're not looking at free agents. They're their lineup is late to get set every week. Like all the micro advantages can happen right now, especially you know on the trade on the trade uh, wire, waiver wire, everywhere. This is the time of year that you can start to really take advantage. Uh, it's also like I say, almost every week since probably week six, it's like it's a week to make sure that you're going in the right direction. You know, if your team is dog shit and you're three and seven and tanking is allowed in your league, go ahead and take the L. Like uh, you know, it's time to start thinking about what you're doing. Make trades if their tanking is not legal in your league, then trade away, uh, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson for whatever you can get for him or players of that ilk. I mean, I just traded away, uh, um, JD McKissick today on a three and seven team and, you know, got a 21 third. It's nothing, but, you know, he's helping me win and I certainly don't want to be winning any more games. So, you know, the 21 third is in the iron bank and moving forward. So. You know, um, I've got a, I've got an amazing show, and you know, um, so this is the quarterback episode. This is the one that you've really been waiting for. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got there's a four man booth today, and that's because we're going to do basically a dynasty, super flex dynasty quarterback draft, and so we're just going to be taking quarterback after quarterback and and trying to justify our our picks and. And talking about the fantasy implication, especially in a dynasty lens, about those picks. One twist, <clears throat> excuse me, one twist. We're going to be uh, including the 2021 eligible rookies. So Trevor Lawrence will get taken, probably higher than he should or not. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, where would you take Trevor Lawrence? That's a real question. As you're thinking about this right now, start start thinking about where you'd have him because. Someone's going to disagree with you. I can tell you that right now. But without further ado, let me let me introduce my uh, my 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 Battlestar Galactica uh, members of the of the crew today. Um, starting with the return of Ryan Loesch, the Rhinos. He's going to be drafting in the one point oh one. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Scott? It's good to have good to be back here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I, uh, I gave you the one on one on purpose. I know you're going to take Pat Mahomes. I'm not even worried about it. Uh, I'm not even. I, I, I'm going to sit the 1.04. Uh, at the 1.02 is a guy that I uh, have known for a long time, but uh, first time talking to him and, and it, with with our with our with our voices. You know, we've been talking online forever. Uh, David Wilsey. Some of you know him. He's uh, David Wilsey FF on Twitter. He uh, is uh, his his he's at. Wilson with two L's. So Wilson eight T O R. So Wilsonator. Of course, you knew what it was all about. David, what is going on, my man? Hey, that's a hell of an intro, man. Thank you. It's <laughs> good to be here. Well, you, you deserve it. You deserve better, truly. Speaking of deserving better, 
Someone who deserves a whole lot better is the man who produces and edits my podcast, this podcast, our podcast, me and Kanan. Kanan can be found on, I, I always say it's Kanye, but it's not. It's Kane Rob on Twitter. So Kanan, what's up, my, my, my buddy? Glad to be here, Scott. I'm glad to come out from behind the curtain for a little bit and get a little show with you. <laughs> yeah, like the Wizard of Oz. He's popping, <laughs> he's popping his head out the curtain. He's really the one who makes this all happen because I'm just a mumbling, bumbling fool, as you guys all know who've been on the show. But he cleans it all up, makes me sound like I'm half coherent. Um, so thank you for doing that for me. For sure. So without any further ado, I think we should just get it going. If you guys have anything to add beforehand, we can. Uh, any anything? Uh, any hot topics? Anybody got anything they want to they want to mention before we get this this uh, crazy show on the road? I'm just excited to see where you guys start taking these rookies at because I'm I'm kind of up in the air, so it'll be fun to see. <laughs> I think I agree. It was tough to. Uh, we talked a little bit. It was tough to kind of find us find a spot for them. You know, this early in the year. Absolutely, absolutely. So, without further ado, with the 1.01, Ryan, go ahead. I'm going to make this quick, but in a quick way that you might not think. Sure, I could go with the $500 million man standing me staring at me right now in the face, but uh, in Dynasty Fantasy Football, I don't want to leave anything on the table. So, I'm going to go... 101, Kyler Neo Murray, the one. <laughs> Love, it. <laughs> Love it. He's just saying what we're all willing, wishing we could say, right? <laughs> Kyler Murray, 101. He's just out there prancing out in front of the crowd. Doing things this year that nobody else has you know, through 10 games, at least in the last, uh, since 2012, the only person over, over like 27 point, seven points a game or something like that yes he's up at 30 yeah he's he's ahead of uh lamar jackson's pace from last year so you're absolutely right this is this is an historic pace and uh he's 23 years old pat mahomes is 25 years old not that that's a big difference but he does have the two years on him uh he does you know i mean we were talking ryan you know earlier about you know hey you know he's small he could get hurt but He's really creative. He's really strong. Um, you know, his body is strong. He's not exactly frail. He's he's he, he's well built. He played baseball. He does a really good job of getting down. You made all those points. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, I just uh, like I said, he's already RB one. If if you remove the the passing st- statistics, and it's just too tantalizing to pass up. And then to think that he's only growing and only getting better in this year too in the Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense. Um, these guys are going to be tied at the hip for a long time. They they have a relationship dating back to college. And so I'm I'm just so excited to even think about the possibilities, like where your mind wanders to, just thinking about how much better he's going to get as the season goes on and as the years go on. Um, I'm here for it. I want him on my team. He's the tiniest rhino, and he's he's here to stay. I don't think I will ever trade <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> the tiniest rhino. That's why we have him on the show because he's that cool. You know, <laughs> up next with the 1.02, which we thought would actually be a, a, a an interesting pick, is no longer one, I believe. David Wilsey, Wills, what's up, man? Yeah, I kind of 
kind of made it easy for me and I'm not really sure that I need to elaborate too much, but you know, you want to talk about tied at the hip for a while. I mean, he's, he's got a, a pretty long contract. We'll go with a 25 year old Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's not very old in today's QB days. I mean, he's averaging the most fantasy points he has in his career. He's outpacing his second year. And I mean, it's just, I don't know if I need to say much else. No, you really don't. And he's uh he's twenty five touchdowns, one pick. Oh. So <laughs> he, he might funny. be good. I, I'm looking at a screen right now that has age twenty five, rank one, twenty five <laughs> one. There. That's right. Yeah, he, he he's uh he might be good. I mean, we're gonna have to check some of these advanced stats to figure it out. But uh, Patrick Mahomes might be good. Going number three here, Kanan. Me and you, uh, three and four, we actually have some decisions to make. So going to be interesting to see what you do here. What are you going to do at the at the 1.03, Kanan? Uh, I got to go with my gut here, and I'm going to take Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't like the crew around him right now, but I feel like there's nowhere to go but up. And the talent that he brings with the rushing upside, I, it's just hard to pass up. I just hope that the, the coaching uh, gets built out around him this year. Hopefully we have some hope there. And, I mean, if we can get him some pass-catching weapons, even though they don't have any picks, the ceiling is just as good as those two that we are talking about ahead of this. So I'll go with that, hoping for the ceiling, but deep down I feel like I could be sick. That's a great pick. I mean, it's interesting because I wasn't sure which way you were going to go. There's basically three players I could see there. That's that's a great – That's a, no, that's a great pick um, because, I, I you know – I think Deshaun Watson probably is a little bit underrated right now. You know, you're you're taking him here at the at the number three at the one point oh three, and uh, I I don't know that a lot of people have him as their third rated quarterback. So he's probably a buy low man because I think it's probably the right pick, and and that leads me right to the the one point oh four the the quarterback four, and I'm between two guys, and I'm gonna kind of stick to my board, although it's really really tough to pass on Lamar Jackson. It just really is, but. You know, obviously he's he's showing a little bit of chinks in the armor this year. Uh, the passing is not outstanding. I mean, he does miss some spots, and how long the rushing lasts, I don't know. But I do know with what's going on right now in Seattle that Russell Wilson is going to be really, really elite for at least the next few years. You know, two, three, four, five years. I mean, somewhere in there, uh, he's certainly going to be outstanding. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put my chips on Russell Wilson, and and that brings us around the horn right back to to Ryan. Ryan, who you got? I think if I'm going with the philosophy of, you know, having the the dual threat, the Konami code quarterback, I would be doing myself an injustice if I didn't draft the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, right here. You know, I'm looking at potentially two of the greatest back-to-back quarterback seasons of all time. Yeah, I, I, I cannot pass that, having that on my team. And so even though there's some, you know, Kaepernick scares and, Year two in Greg Roman's offense, are they figuring him out? You know, I, I'm I'm going to trust that he's going to grow and mature into this offense more, and uh, you know he's going to he's going to be closer to the quarterback we saw last year than than perhaps what we're seeing this year. So my my chips are moving into the middle with with Lamar Jackson, and uh, thank you for gifting him to me at at the 105. I was giving you somebody one way or the other. You're either getting gifted Russell Wilson or you're getting gifted uh, Lamar Jackson. So good for you. I mean, but this actually, this is the pick I'm pretty interested in. And 
in this case, Kanan gets to make it, or excuse me, David gets to make it. Um, Wills, this is a spot. What what do you got here at the uh, at the one point oh six? This is a tough one, man. It's uh, uh you know, the uncertainty with where Dak's gonna be next year. Is he gonna be in Dallas? Is he not gonna be in Dallas? How how does he recover from the injury? Makes me have to take as I as I once called him to Peter Howard. Baby Cam, young Cam, Josh Allen. I'm going to take him there. Not the biggest fan of him as a real-life quarterback like most people. But, I mean, he he steals the ceiling of his running backs. He's going to get touchdowns there. He's probably going to be doing that for a while, and he has improved vastly this year as a passer. Uh, still not what you would call great, but definitely showing improvements. And he's got receiving weapons. I mean, threw a, threw a dart to Diggs that they thought was going to be the game winner until Nuke just snatched the life from everybody. But, yeah, we'll go with uh, with Josh Allen there. Can't argue with that one, eh, guys? Not at all. So uh, so now, Kanan just sitting there silently not knowing <laughs> what the hell to do. I mean, he doesn't know. You know, Kanan, he's, he's behind the – the mixing machines. He's, you know, he's, he's mixing up tapes of podcasts. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm throwing them on the podcast and I'm asking him who the seventh best quarterback in dynasty football is. He doesn't know. He's just going to guess. Am I right, Kane? Or what's going to happen here? Uh, I'm going to take my QB five in dynasty. Yeah. And uh, we're going with my boy, Herbie fully loaded. Justin oh, yes. It's my boy. Uh, I love what he's been doing. I was the big. I was the biggest skeptic coming into the season, and he's convinced me. So, one thing that really stands out is his numbers in his first seven games are almost identical to Mahomes' first seven games. He has three less yards, one less touchdown, and one more interception. Um, people are freaking out because the Chargers aren't winning games. They'll get there, but Herbie is the future of my squad. Wow, that's such a great love pick. It. I I love you, man. That is so good. <laughs> is I that, love it. Is that the first seven games, including his rookie year, or the first seven of the of year two, including his rookie year? So Mahomes would have had that week seventeen game as well. So not that it would take it down that much, but I, I mean, damn, either way. But I was about to say, like, if it was just that second year, that that's bananas. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he's doing it, man. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I've been I've been asking, uh, and David, I'll ask you because these other these other guys have kind of been there. We certainly know what Kanan's answer is, but in Dynasty, who you have, uh, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow? Uh, me and my uh, co-host from the uh, the Four Corners Fantasy Podcast, Alfred. Uh, we had this discussion on our last episode, and we both took Herbert pretty easily yeah it's pretty crazy how the how the tides have changed because you know i was asking this question like every single week on the pod for for whichever guest and it's kind of been you know i I, there was a twitter post uh poll like the first week i asked it and it was burrow 55 45 something like that was a pretty uh well-voted poll uh on twitter and and i don't think that's the same today i think it's probably 60 40 uh herbert uh if you did it today so Tides are changing. Um, Herbert is 
absolutely the real deal. I had Herbert, I have Herbert one slot ahead of Josh Allen, but it puts me on the clock and I'm literally filibustering right now because I am a little bit in the tank. I have three guys I want to take and I'm not sure which one. And I'm really legitimately tanked right now. I don't know what to do. Um, wow. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I am going to go ahead and, and push the button on Trevor Lawrence. Um, it's close. Wow. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I, it, it was really close. And, and Joe Burrow was right there. And Joe Burrow's proven it. Trevor Lawrence hasn't. But I'm going to go ceiling here. And and the ceiling is that Trevor Lawrence is potentially uh, a generational quarterback, right? That's the that's the possibility here. I think almost everybody would roundly agree that he's at least an NFL starter going forward. So even if I swing and miss here, I think I'm swinging and missing somewhere, you know, in, in, in a comfortable zone. So I'm feeling really good about it. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a risky pick. It felt a little crazy to say it over a couple guys that I really have right here, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out and, and who you guys take next. So thank you very much, Trevor Lawrence in the house. That's, that's Man, spicy. Uh, I, I had him a few later, but yeah, that's it's, it. Are you going to start the run now? What's Ryan going to do? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Great call. So the the Rhinos is up. What's he going to do? Once again, Jax has absolutely gifted me with uh, my current Dynasty 4 overall quarterback. And, of course, that's the guy that, that's coming in with the hardware of, you know, national championship and and Heisman Trophy, put up the, the greatest collegiate season we've ever seen you know, from a three yard in a cloud of dust uh, offense in LSU to, you know, throwing 60 touchdown passes. Oh man, I am running up to the clock and I am pounding for Joe Burrow to get onto my team. What, where am I? Or where are we at? I'm at 301. This is awesome. I can't believe that. Yeah. And, and the it's funny QB thing nine. is, QB9. Had, had you taken uh, Burrow at QB8, I would have actually done the same thing you had in taking Trevor Lawrence. Not because I, I, yeah, he's, he's a great quarterback. He's a great prospect. Is he that generational talent? I don't know. Um, but, uh, I, I think that other people think that. So if Joe Burrow wasn't there for me, I would, I would have hit the button on, on Trevor Lawrence, even if, even if to, to flip, right. Even if to trade back or to, to acquire uh, a King's ransom, Trevor Lawrence, I think, was the play um, either way. So you, you, I don't think you made a bad pick at all, but uh, thank you so much for giving me Joe Burrow because I think he is the actual generational talent. Uh, well, you know, you'll get a little bit of pushback from me on that um, <clears throat> because, uh, you know, I think Joe Burrow is – he well, he's older than Sam Darnold. So maybe one day, you know, Sam Darnold – if Sam Darnold played for that LSU team uh, this past year, he probably might have put up good numbers too. But in any event – we're we're moving on. I mean, generational talent. Come on now. Now you're getting me fired up. Joe He's Burrow. about to break every every major rookie uh, passing statistic there is this year. Watch it happen. If Herbert doesn't beat him to it. <laughs> if Herbert doesn't beat him to it, yeah. He's going to throw it 700 times. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Herbert, I would say you beat me to it until Herbert beats him to it. That's exactly right. But no, I love it. Don't. Honestly, we're going through a, a period of time where, you know, Ryan, I think you and I talked about a couple of weeks back when you were on the show, like 
the the quarterbacks coming uh, into the into the league in 21, 22, and projected for 23. So the next sort of two to three uh, drafts, uh, college drafts that come into the uh, NFL, there's a lot of quarterback talent. Excellent and so, so it's going to be this sort of, I think the league is going to have probably more adequate quarterbacking sort of top to bottom. We've kind of seen it actually kind of get there already, especially given the fact that, you know, the, there's a lot of quarterback protection uh, rules and things like that. So a lot of these guys would have been stretchered uh, in the in the 70s and 80s, but now they're keeping them upright and they're able to you know go out there and play. So should be uh, should be a lot of fun uh, going forward. But speaking of fun going forward, Wills, you've got the pick 10 here. What are you going to do with it? I'm I'm not going to leave Dak on the board anymore. It's a good pick. He's, he uh, he I mean. If he is back in Dallas, we know exactly what he has around him. You know, back to the doing things people have never done before. There's two quarterbacks this year that have averaged over 27 points, and that's Russ and uh, and Kyler. And that you know they're they're the highest in the last I probably ever. If Peyton Manning in uh, 2013 isn't as high as those two, they're probably the highest ever. And Prescott was actually higher than Wilson when he dropped out. He was averaging like 27.7 points a game in four-point leagues. Uh, like I said, we know exactly what he's got around him. He'll probably lose one of those receivers. Probably, made, I, I guess I'd rather see Michael Gallup go as a, as a Cowboys fan. I'd rather see Cooper there with Lamb and everybody back healthy. But um, he just he's, – he's done too much not not to be – at least at the QB, you know, at QB 10 with an injury that's going to cost him the rest of the season. What he was doing prior to that was, you know, obviously defensive driven, probably the majority of it, you know, just they have a terrible defense. But, I mean, he was definitely, you know, taking leaps and bounds as a passer and the weapons around him are, are really good. Yeah, it's a great call. And, and I, I think I said it the moment that Dak got hurt, I was on with Michael Lou and we talked about it a little bit. And I was talking about, you know, the, it, it, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a, an owner of a, of a dynasty league that your team is terrible, you know, you should go out and try and trade for Dak because it's almost like trading for the 1.01. You know, that owner is probably pretty, you know, easy to get rid of him. But, and, and you kind of point that out, right? So, we're we're basically taking him right with Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, the the, the two pass one point oh one. So, or you know, presumably uh, Trevor Lawrence. But you know, so I think that's exactly right. I think that's right where his value is. He's right in that right in that spot. I don't. It's hard to take him ahead of a guy like Josh Allen, especially if we're drafting literally today because he's not going to play this year. So obviously, it doesn't help you this year. So I think this is the right time to take him. But this is another sort of turning point in the in this draft. Um, you know. At the uh, pick eleven, Kanan. I think he's either going old or young. I'm not sure here. Which way do you think he's going? Let, let's hear it, Kanan. Uh, so Dak was going to be the pick, but I didn't know I could get sniped in this hypothetical <laughs> draft. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a guy that I think could be a mini me of Dak, and I'm super high on this guy. So Justin Fields is actually my pick here. Ah! Over to a. Um, I really like Fields overall more or the same amount of touchdowns as he has incompletions in college right now this year, which is absurd. <laughs> but 
I hope that we keep seeing the flashes. I know that uh, getting through his reads was one of the issues people had seen, and it looks like he's getting through a lot better. So I think he's fixing it. He's making progress with Ryan Day, and I like him as a prospect overall. Wow, that is such a great pick. You guys, huh? Yes. He's he's the only only guy that's ever probably ever – beat Trevor Lawrence in anything. And I think it was it back when they were coming out of high school, the, the, the elite 11 or it, the practices or whatever. They said, uh, Justin Fields outplayed Trevor Lawrence. There you go. Yeah, no, I think this, this is a great pick because like, you know, and I'm, I can't believe I'm on the clock here and you know, I, there's young and old still available to me and I'm probably going to lean young here. Uh, and we're going to wrap up the first 12 and I'll sort of go back and, and, and read them back to you guys. This is an amazing list, but at, at number 12, I'm going to take Tua. So it's, it's close, but I think that's where Tua belongs. He's, uh, he's sort of showing, um, that, that he's capable of, 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 of playing. We, he was that, he was the, the 1.01 before he got hurt. Like, you know, we, we all fell in love with Burrow. Obviously Herbert shown himself, but, in that class, before his injury, he was definitely above those two guys. Obviously, Burrow went on to to do things we'd never seen, and Herbert's doing things we'd never seen in the NFL. And uh, you know, if 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 we're all right, Tua should be sort of right with those two guys. So so we'll wrap up top twelve with Tua. And just a quick recap, you know, we're through twelve, and we're going to keep going because this is so much fun. Uh, but we've got. Of course, Rhino stealing the show at the 1.01 with Kyler. So we go Kyler, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, and Tua Tagovailoa round out the top 12. Yeah, now, I think it's I think it's just a win that I got the 12 on the top, you know, li- li- listed that I, those are the ones I have highlighted. Now I- I've taken that as a big ass win. I-, I think I do too. I'm not, I, do you guys all have it the same? Like, I mean, maybe m- mashed up, but isn't that the top 12 for all of you guys or close? Yeah. yeah exactly. For me. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one that's like a toss up uh, right now in my, my active rankings. And we'll see if Rhino goes in that direction at the, at the QB 13 dynasty Superflex, who you got Ryan? Yeah, I doubt I do. Cause, uh, I was, I was sniped on the last two picks. I want to go young guys. Like, I just think there's, there's more value built into the younger guys, you know, even if they haven't stepped onto the field yet, you know, it's that, that unopened box, that Pandora's box, you know, so that black box, you don't know what's in there and you're, you're hoping there's a gem inside. Um, well, I know where so, he's going. Yeah, I'm I know where he's going. I, I, I like him young, guys. I like him young. And uh, <laughs> I just – we're getting into that area. After after Tua, which was a fantastic pick, by the way, I just see a huge drop-off. And it's like, you know, I'm looking at what's currently available. And, you know, do I really want any of these guys? I mean, sure, Aaron Rodgers is a stud. And, you know, how much longer are you going to have him? already got three young studs on my roster um you know however you want to look at it so there's a number of ways i could go here but i want that black box i'm gonna go i'm gonna go trey lance 
And I think that he's going to be going to a team early. may have to sit for a year, maybe two. Um, But I really like what I saw on film. Uh, If you like stats, the guy put up 40 touchdowns, zero INTs, you know, playing in a division school too. But he, he possesses, you know, both, both the, uh, the throwing stats and the rushing ability that you, you really want. And that's kind of what I'm assembling my team to be. You know, I, I think that that's the new NFL. That's, that's, you know, the new age of football is, is can you find that, that, that extra element in, in your quarterback? And before we were just in this area of, of, uh, you know, athletes trying to, trying to mold them into quarterbacks. And now I think that we're actually seeing, you know, true quarterback talents that just so happen to be great athletes. Wow. What a pick. I mean, I don't know that I'm that ballsy. I, I did not have him there. I wouldn't have taken him there, but I also understand the pick. And so all respect, uh, all respect. That's an interesting pick. David, quarterback 14, Superflex Dynasty draft. Go ahead. So I had pretty much – I already highlighted Aaron Rodgers off the list and was looking through a group of six, which had Trey Lance in it. Because uh, I pretty much figured I was uh, going to be picking from those six. So I will go with the old man, the guy who's been really good for a long time. And people thought he was washed. And he's he's showing us this year that he's not washed as long as he's got Devontae. He's, he's going to be good, man. So I will take Aaron Rodgers here. I think it's a great pick. I mean... You know, we only play. You know, we play. You got to play to win. And and right now, I mean, when you're when you're talking top twelve, that means you're drafting this guy as a as your QB two. And in dynasty, if you're rolling out uh, one of those top guys and Aaron Rodgers and a dynasty uh, superflex team, you're probably going to be uh, pretty close to winning. <laughs> you're going to be doing really well. So, um, you know, I think that's a great pick. Uh, I think actually now is a, another one. Kanan, I didn't think you were going to have this many tough choices, but you're really breaking the seal here as to which way we go after this uh, this sort of young uh, 2021 elite guys, the young elite guys. Um, now it's the – I was talking to David earlier. It's the meaty middle of just a bunch uh, of guys. You know, Can you trade back? Can I trade back here? So much blah. So much blah. Yes, very much blah. I didn't think I could get sniped twice in a hypothetical <laughs> draft. I mean, like he took my my Packer love, and I just gotta I, take a hey, shot now. Blame blame Ryan on that one because I was already <laughs> set on picking from a list of six. And Lance, I, I I'm loving the Lance pick that that Ryan put out because he was in that group. But blame him. <laughs> what do you got, Keenan? Uh, I think that I am going to go with. Uh, more so the coach and knowing that he is secure over the next couple years. I'm going to go with Jared Goff. Um, I think that I've seen some improvements from him on the field. They're taking him out of the positions of getting into his own head and forcing bad passes. And so I think we're seeing smarter decision-making on the field. I think, I believe he's locked up through 2023. So I don't think he's going anywhere with that huge contract. And if I can be tied to the McVay offense, I'll happily do that. God, that is such a good pick. And, um, you know, it, th- this is when you stress test those those rankings. Because I have my rankings right in front of me. I'm looking right at them. And I don't know if I believe in them. And that's the, that's the best. This is why we do this. 
And if you're playing along at home, you're probably maybe you're tanking with me or maybe you're like, pick this guy. But I don't even know. Like, it's like, you know, I could go down my rankings and give you every player here and not feel good about a single one of them. <laughs> like, ugh. It's, it's, like, I have Goff right there. And like you said, like, looking right at his name, just do I even, like, can you trust him? It's just, it's a mass of, of guys that are either have been great in the past and are just getting old or guys that play on minimal volume. And it's messy. Yeah, it gets messy. And, you know, there's a there's a certain player that is looking at me that, you know, you asked me about earlier that I'm I'm tempted to take. And I'm 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 I can't believe this. There's three guys I want to take right here. My goodness gracious. Oh, all right. Well, one of them is going to be there for me on the back. I think some of you guys are going to are going to are going to are going to woof on this. So I'm I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. I don't like it. Um. It, 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 there's like you can find flaw in almost any player here right now, but I think the one thing he has is a little institutional security. You know that that offense is kind of is what it is, and even with the low volume, he tends to put up good numbers on a weekly basis. He's sort of a safe wide receiver two with upside. I mean, a quarterback two with upside. So I feel um, comfortable rostering him and playing him in my QB two slot for sure. There's some other guys there that one is really I probably should have taken. I don't know. I'm I was really in the tank. There was a there was a group of three or four that I, I could really have chosen from, and we'll we'll tend to see if you guys go with with in that order. Or if you guys disagree with me, so you know back to the top with Ryan. Uh, let's hear what you got. Yeah, this just looks like you know the the trough of sorrows with the existing quarterbacks. Um, so I want no part of it. I want some young blood injected into my veins and uh, shoot. You know, I, I like this quarterback class coming out. There's some really intriguing prospects. I think I know who this is too. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't. I'm on oh, the edge of my seat man. right now. We, we talked earlier. I yeah, I think, I think it's, I, you know, I'm a 49er <laughs> fan. Steve Young came from BYU. There's something about oh, Lord, no. that BYU helmet. Let's get a little Zach Wilson up in this, and uh, hopefully he lands. He lands as a high draft pick next year. Boy, oh boy, going young, going young. I'm gonna. You're probably gonna be mad at uh, me for sniping you again because he just took my guy. <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna go away from from the trend right now. So I'm ready to hear what you got. Pass. Yeah, trade back is the is the answer. This is when you're looking to trade back for more assets, but you can't do it, Wills. No. Wilsonator has to take a pick. Wilsonator no, I... needs to make a decision. Survey says. Survey says I am going to take Baker. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to say out loud. <laughs> Imagine saying it inside. <laughs> he's been saying it like he's been practicing, like Baker, Baker, Baker. No, just say Baker. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's just like you say, it's sadness, man. There's just so much sadness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk myself into it. Okay. So we, we talked we talked a little bit uh, 
a little bit about him before we recorded. His underlying numbers are not that bad. There is just not there's they just don't they're a running team, you know. They got two great running backs, not throwing the ball a ton. He lost his best receiver. Who knows what's gonna happen? But I know, you know, OBJ's there at least another year. And that you know, he's he's been efficient on the little bit of volume he has, but uh young there's pedigree. Insert anything else you can say about quarterback drafted early that's underperformed. Uh, yeah, we're going to go Baker Mayfield. I love it. I love it. Well, Kanan, I'm not so sure that you were sniped in that particular uh, pick, were you now? I was not. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least some of us are happy. I'm not a fan of Faker Mayfield, so... Oh! Throwing shade. (laughs) It sounded like you Um, were pulling teeth, David. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of of felt like pulling teeth. (laughs) Man, it's it's ugly. All right, so with my pick, I mean, my last argument would say I should take Carson Wentz with the secure contract, but... I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to go with the current QB nine in 2020, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and add him to the squad. Wow, that's spicy. Yeah, I, I just I don't think that the Panthers are going to have a pick worth drafting a quarterback this year. I could be wrong. They could mess around and take Trask or Jones later in the first or middle of the first, but I think that. They signed him for a reason with a decent amount of money, and he's been kind of producing, sort of. So, I mean, I with this group, uh, I think that's where I go. You know, I, I don't hate it. Uh, you're you're a little bit down my ranks, but I'm I'm fairly high uh, on Teddy. I'm not the highest in our group uh, uh, over consensus, but I'm I'm up there, and uh, so he's he's in the meaty middle for me for sure. So I, I can be talked into anybody in this little this little patch. Uh, of picks. So, you know, obviously at this particular point, you know, we, we kind of go every fourth pick. So it kind of feels like we get to get another guy and get another guy, but really a lot of times you're, you're only able to get sort of one of every 12. So, you know, one of it, one out of every three picks we're making, do you really kind of get in a, in a normal draft or something like that? If you know what I mean? So I think it's a good, safe uh, QB two pick. Uh, you're right. I mean, the, the, the question has been whether or not he's going to be given 2021. Um, and my feeling is that this, this, the, the coaching staff, the front office, um, they're, they're, they're kind of fancying themselves as smart. I think if you're smart, you know that Teddy isn't the reason you're losing. He may never be the reason you win a Super Bowl, but he doesn't need to be urgently replaced in order to get to that next level, to get to the playoffs, to, to try and win a playoff game. He may not be elite, but he certainly, could be good enough, <clears throat> excuse me, if that defense could be hold teams under 30, right? You know, I mean, every time they don't, the opponents don't score 30, they seem to win. So I'm with you. Not a bad pick at all. Exactly. Um, and and I, I think it's interesting that uh, we haven't really seen him with Christian McCaffrey too much. I mean, McCaffrey's had a lot of injuries this year. So maybe that can take off a little bit because, you know, Teddy likes to chuck down a lot and we haven't got that connection as much. So that'd be a fun aspect to watch and hopefully give him some security. Yeah, and, and of course you mentioned the the W word, Carson Wentz. And here I am on the clock and it's like, 
you know, I'm supposed to, I guess, pick him here. He is next on my board. And it's weird because the guy after him is probably who I'd rather have. But I'm probably going to, I'm probably just going to take Carson Wentz here because I think I can maybe get my guy next, unless you guys cheat, look up my rankings and like snipe me on purpose, which none of you are doing because, you know, who gives a shit about my stupid ass rankings? You guys got your own shit going on. So it's probably not going to happen. I'm going to get my guy next. Carson Wentz. You know, as as bad as he's been, and he's been a turnover machine, you know, I think, David, you even said it, and I was thinking it. We've seen him play outstanding. We've seen it. He's been an outstanding quarterback in the NFL. He's actually done that. You know, I mean, he took a team to the oh, – almost to the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, he did, man. He led that team. year before that, when he got hurt, the ACL or whatever, you know, that he was, you know, near MVP uh, last year. He was a court, the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw for over 4,000 yards without having a 500-yard wide receiver. Um, almost a riddle. Doesn't even make sense that it's possible. He did it last year. Uh, this year, a little bit of the wheels come off. But if you start to unravel the Carson Wentz uh, experience this year, he lost all of his starting offensive line. He lost all of his wide receivers, He, you know, all of them. Uh, Travis Fulgham won on the roster and then, you know, he lost all of his tight ends and his running back. Like literally that's what happened. Like it's incredible. So he was, he was playing against a stacked deck. Uh, the team doesn't look all that good. He doesn't look all that good, but I think there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of rebound coming hopefully for next year. If they can kind of put together a, a little bit stronger roster, better offensive line and get a little healthy and, you know, uh, you know, not lose every single other offensive starter on the team might also help him out. So Carson Wentz. So I think that takes us to 20. So we are 20 deep. So now Ryan on the clock with, with quarterback 21. Now you're still talking about quarterback two, uh, you know, area here. So who you got? I could go with the easy choice and go with the, uh, the NFC East leading starting quarterback for the New York giants, Daniel Jones. I could do that. That would probably be the smart choice or, or like the consensus choice from Twitter. But, you know, I'm going to keep banging the drum going young, and I'm going to go with the the future Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that you'll see announced in December, and that's Kyle Trask, who's playing some of the best football you'll see in college football right now, looking like he's playing NFL football. I just like the guy better. So I'm, I'm going to go with that guy. I'm going to go with Kyle Trask. Me and you are going to have some issues, right? <laughs> Daniel Jones is 23. Don't tell me you're going young and skip over a 23-year-old. Come on. Sure. Yeah, I just don't like him. He's too Where would you want to see? Where would you want to see Trask fall if he could have a perfect landing spot? You know, I that I haven't looked at yet, you know, really taking a taking a survey of the, the NFL landscape and seeing, you know, the, the aging quarterbacks, who he could sit behind, if there's a potential to start year one. I guess, like you guys said, if this is, uh, you know, your quarterback too, you probably wouldn't be taking Trask over Daniel Jones. Um, I've Daniel got a landing Jones, spot for him. Talk to I've, got a la- I've got a landing spot. How about Atlanta? Where he can he can sort of play behind Matt Ryan for one more year and then come out with you know a, a team that likes to move it around. He's stay in the South and and go from there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, another South Southern team uh, could be the Jacksonville Jaguars too. Although 
he has a similar st- playing style to uh, Gardner Minshew, and I, I still really like Gardner Minshew. It's just it seems like they're they're setting him up for sabotage. So it's a shame we haven't mentioned his name yet, but uh, I, I I imagine it will come off the board soon enough. Speaking of soon enough, Wills Wilsonator on the clock. Man, it's uh, he wanted the Trask. It's tough. I I was gonna like. <laughs> so I have a question. I'll I'll, I'll give you some time Thanks, to filibuster real quick, Wills. You think about who you're gonna take. You'll be ready when I'm done this little this little diatribe. So here here it is, Ryan. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong here with Trask, right? But it sounds to me like had I not taken Wentz, you were taking Trask. So I'll just I'll just use Wentz and Trask together. As of right now, uh, Trask is going to be, even in this scenario, he's the fourth quarterback taken. I would imagine it's going to be rookie, you know, 2021 class. So uh, I would imagine that Etienne and, and Najee Harris will be drafted ahead of him in a rookie draft, or maybe not. I mean, it's possible he could go third or fourth, but I think he's probably going to be a mid-first to maybe even a late first, right? I mean, somewhere in that ballpark, something like a Herbert, right? Yeah, in a, you know, in a rookie draft? I, I think that that's exactly right. I think I think he's going to fall in that area where he's going to be like a late uh, super flex first round pick or early uh, early second round pick. I, I think it will all depend on if he does pull in the hardware and get the Heisman Trophy this year. All of a sudden, he can meteor up, you know, skyrocket up uh, boards, and you know, we could be talking about him alongside Fields and 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 Lawrence you know, going, going in the top 10. So there's a, there's a lot of time between now and, and December, January, and even April. Um, But right now I I think he's playing the best football in college, uh, best football of anybody. And I I think he will get the Heisman trophy and, and then who knows, I might draft him earlier. So here's my question. If that, if all that's true and I, I I don't disagree with anything. If you're, if you have, if you're rostering Carson Wentz on a dynasty league, are you trading him for a, a projected late first, 2021 first? You feel what I'm saying, right? In other I words, do, and I, you know what? I, I'm going to say I am because I like this draft class, number one. I'm, I might not be doing it in, in just any given draft class, but this particular draft class I do like. And even with Carson Wentz, I'm, I'm getting really concerned about, uh, you know, the investment of, of, you know, mid second round capital in Jalen Hurts, who, you know, lit up college football the year before and who I think we all want to see on the football field. Uh, even though Wentz has that, you know, that lengthy contract, we're concerned. He's had a ton of concussions over his career. That's, that's not including the torn ACL and the broken wrist and the, you know, he, he just gets banged up and we're concerned. He, he, uh, he doesn't seem to possess the the sixth sense in the pocket like the top tier quarterbacks do. He he wants to break it outside. He he. It's like every play breaks down. Um, and there's a lot of areas where he could have just stayed in the pocket. You know, maybe maybe finesse the pocket a little bit more and and able to complete downfield. But um, he's forcing a lot. He's what what has he got like? 15 for 15, uh, 15 touchdowns, 15 interceptions this year. So uh, he, it's not like he's, he's uh, you know, looking like a top 15 quarterback in the league. And I think that's where you're, where we're at, right? Is 
when I'm looking at it, and, and unless you're like a top half of quarterback of the league, I don't want anything to do with you. I'd rather trade you in and and take my shot on on the younger talent coming in with the coaching staff that that is uh, you know freshly willing to commit to him or at least fair, commit long term to him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think you filibustered well long enough for Mister Wills to make a choice. So who you got, buddy? All right. So just kind of bouncing back and forth between two guys and kind of a similar play style for both of them. Uh, but I will go with the youth here. I will take the uh, the New York Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Not really happy about it, but he is going to, you know, receivers have been banged up this year and, you know, rarely ever everybody is everybody on the field. Haven't had Barkley all season. I mean, we saw it, you know, for, you know, not the biggest sample size last year, but it was pretty darn good last year. And that's why a lot of people had some pretty high hopes uh, coming into 2020. And so hoping that with the offense getting healthy, he still got youth and athleticism. He can, you know, obviously we saw him run. We saw him run for a touchdown, but, you know, as long as he doesn't, the field, you know, the turf monster doesn't jump up and get him. He he can be effective with his legs. But, uh, yeah, it was, was kind of him or I was thinking about about uh, Cam, but I went, I went with Daniel Jones. I think that was a tremendous value. Well, I mean, we, we, we can disagree there because I've got Daniel Jones well down my list. Uh, so yeah, he was not on, on my radar. Kanan, who you got? Um, I was also thinking about Cam, but with the slight struggles in his play recently and him not having that long-term contract and really not knowing where he'd end up next, I think I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. Uh, he's got great offensive weapons. He's probably got at least two more years left, at least one, depending on what they do in this next draft. So I think I'll run with him and hope for the best. Well, that's interesting that you uh, that you guys did that because, <clears throat> excuse me, four picks ago when I when I grabbed Carson Wentz, Cam Newton was absolutely the guy I was tanking. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm I'm happy to grab Cam Newton here. I'm actually surprised he fell this far. Uh, he is uh, quarterback 14 for me, so for me to get him here at quarterback 24 uh, feels really good. Obviously, he's quarterback 14 without the rookies. So I think we've taken, <clears throat> excuse me, four or five rookies. Uh, yeah, five. So, you know, quarterback 19, I guess, value in in, uh, in that regard. But, yeah, so um, we are through quarterback 24. We've actually drafted 24 quarterbacks. We've taken five rookies. So now if I can just give you the quarterback 13 through 24, I'll run them down real quick. Trey Lance. Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, BYU Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, Florida's Kyle Trask, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. And here we are now looking at quarterback threes, depth, bye week fills, and upside plays. Now, obviously, if you've been in a draft like this, and you've drafted kind of like Ryan has, 
Well, now you're really looking to grab some of these, you know, steady Eddie veterans to kind of fill in the fill in uh, the, the edges. If you've drafted, you know, Aaron Rodgers, now you're looking for some upside swings, maybe some other young, more forgotten players. So kind of interesting to see, you know, which which directions everybody go. We're going to keep it going at least for a little while longer here because I'm I'm kind of curious now as to where everybody has some of these players. So I'm 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 ready to get keep rolling. So uh, with quarterback 25, Ryan, who you got? Yeah, to your point, you know, we've been uh, – or I've been, you know, maybe reaching a little bit on the younger quarterbacks just because I, I think they hold more value. And so if I needed to come back and, and get that steady Eddie, you know, I'm competing for a championship and I might not be, you know, uh, ready to to roll out the young guys week in, week out. Um, I see the goats still on the board here. And oh, uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, he's still uh, there. He's actually, still available. Go, goat number two. Uh, oh. you know, behind Joe Montana. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having a phenomenal year, and and uh, who says next year is going to be his last year? You know, he decides when he wants to to end his career. He's 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 Chuck Norris like that. So he could play till he's fifty if he wants, and I don't think anyone's going to tell him otherwise. But in the meantime, I'm going to squeeze as much uh, production as I can over the next uh, season and a half out of him. That sounds good to me. Wills, who you got? All right. So, like you said, if you're drafted Aaron Rodgers, now you want to look for a little youth. So, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the guy who right now is leading the nation in passing yards per attempt. Mac Jones, it's a great pick. Alabama, uh, just you know, finally getting some youth, but he's having a great year. Like I said, he's leading the nation in yards per attempt, twenty one hundred ninety six yards, sixty TDs. Not a not a monster amount of TDs. You know, there's some guys out there who are just putting up ungodly numbers, but just solid. I think uh, kind of a um, you know big big time step up from last year. Not so much, you know, two, two, almost two yards per attempt more. The touchdown's not so much a increase, but you know, through six games, he's got a little over about seven hundred more yards than he did last year in eleven games. So obviously, didn't play, you know, a ton, but improvement, playing for the best team out there, and not folding under the pressure. That's a great pick. I, I really like Mac Jones. I had. Uh... Touched up, uh, you know, my 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 friend Ray Garvin on Twitter, and I'd asked him because again, I I don't I don't I'm not a huge college football fan, so I kind of just am box score scouting a little bit until uh, the off season when I can actually start watching some film. But uh, you know, I saw Mac Jones. I mean, he's like 80 percent completion rate, 16 to two, uh, you know, touchdown interception. I mean, he, I don't know. It looks like you know from from what I see that he is amazingly efficient throwing the ball downfield, uh, you know, uh, yards per attempt were high too, uh, like over 12. So like everything looks good to me. Uh, and I was like, am I crazy or is this kid like being overlooked? Cause I didn't see him in a few like first rounds of mock drafts. And, and, uh, he, he had shared with me that he was his QB three, I think at the time. And that's where I have him in, in that class. So I would have taken him above Trey, Trey Lance and everybody. Mac Jones is my guy. I, I think he's, you know he's got the 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 look and feel of a of a player, but I'm way 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 early in my process, so 
that's a loosely held take, so don't kill me for it. So we'll we'll see how it how it plays out, and you know when I finally put on the film and and see what he looks like. But you know, just from the thirty thousand foot view, that dude looks like looks like the right the right pick. So um, I finally got one. Now I feel like I was baited into taking Tom Brady, getting steady Eddie. I I was I was lined up, locked and loaded to take Mac Jones, and I knew David would be sitting there just waiting with open arms, and I should have gone with my gut. It was rigged. You could have the whole class. You could have the whole class. I wanted it. This is a good class to have. No doubt about it. Guy looks like Peyton Manning out there on the field. Ryan's calling for a recount. <laughs> it's fraud, I tell you. It's fraud. Oh, Kanan, how do you follow that stuff up? Go ahead. Well, I took some shots with Goff and Teddy B as my QB2s, and you know those could fail if I was actually drafting this. So I think I'm going to go with another uh, solid old fart, and we're going to go with Ben Roethlisberger because I love his wide receiver situation. And they are just really passing the heck out of the ball. They're not really getting a whole lot of run, even though that's what we're used to seeing Pittsburgh do. And they're undefeated doing it. So I like the pick of Ben Roethlisberger right here. I do too. You know, I'm okay with Ben here. It, it, you know, obviously a ticking time bomb with him is, you know, what, when's he call it quits? And that's really it. Um, other than that, actually, you know, he's, he's as steady as they come. Um, I'm going to go with one who's kind of also a little bit of a ticking time bomb. But if he can stay healthy, he's actually got a few more years left. And it, once they change the coach, they should be able to be a little bit more prolific in Detroit. And so hopefully Matthew Stafford can stay healthy for a little while longer until um, the other Matt, Matt Patricia, is ejected from Detroit so we can finally see exactly what Matt Stafford, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and Kenny Galladay really look like because that sounds really good to me when you say it out loud like that. Uh, so I'm going to proudly push the button for Matt Stafford and, and pray his back holds up. Turning the corner now to uh, to Mr. Mr. Rhino back at the top. What are you doing? You know, as a 49er fan, it, it, it pains my heart deeply to look at Jimmy G right here. And, you know, I have the chance to get him. I'm a Niner fan. And uh, yet I'm still going to pass because I've had him. I've had him in, in, in leagues. I, I've had him on my team since he was a Patriot, you know, and he's just really inconsistent in in fantasy football uh, to the point where you can't trust him week in, week out. So I'm just going to pass altogether, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little younger here. Um, and there's two quarterbacks that that are are looking at me right now. One of them's on Green Bay. One of them's on on. Uh, Philadelphia. I'm going to go with the one with the higher draft capital. I just think he has an easier path to becoming the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and that's Jordan Love. Um, you know, wasn't thrilled with what I saw on on tape in college, but he definitely has the tools, right? And uh, as far as arm talent is concerned, and dual threat. You know he's he he's got a bit of it. He I don't know if he can put it together at all. He's a huge project, but um, who knows how long Aaron Rodgers is going to be staying in Green Bay? Uh, it could be as early as the off season where he's switching uniforms and Jordan Love is thrust into the starting job. So I'm going to show him a little love and get him on my team. You know I wonder if uh, I just hope Ryan doesn't date 
the way that he picks quarterbacks because otherwise we're going to have to get him some uh, some some uh, an attorney because you like him young, baby. <laughs> I do, man. Jeez, Louise! Dude, I'm borderline Epstein. I'm borderline Epstein when it comes. <laughs> Look, here's what I. Uh, <laughs> oh, he went there. I did. I had to. Here's what I no, would say. He was talking about course. Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein, like young prospect. <laughs> what the hell are you thinking about? Come on now. Right. <laughs> it's a baseball reference. Not everybody he's, gets it. He's job. probably got a plane too. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'm on an island right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, Kaden, you still there? Did you? I think no, look what you I'm, did to Kaden. He's not even there. Here. <laughs> hey, listen. Here's, here's, the, here's the dynasty advice to all my listeners who are still willing to to to, to go through this torture with me. Is is even when they're young, you still want them to be actually good at football. That was the that was the problem with the pick of the Jordan Love pick. I mean, the odds that this kid is anything more than a project is very low. And when you still have starters on the board, it's a curious pick for me. Uh, I, I, I I couldn't imagine uh, taking, you know, Jordan Love ahead of uh, Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr and some of these other guys. I mean, uh, especially Sam Darnold, et cetera. I mean, you know, Darnold's a better prospect than Jordan Love, and he's probably younger than him too. So who even knows? But, you know, I know Darnold's going through the gaze factor right now, but, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you know, look at the end of the day, hell of a ballsy pick, hell of a ballsy pick. I think Hertz is going to be there for you around the corner too. So you can grab him then, uh, moving along to Mr. David Wilsey, who, you know, totally doesn't understand baseball humor. Um, do you understand who you want to pick next though? That's the question. Do I understand? I, I think <laughs> really quick, I under- just to jump in and defend that. Go pick for it. Defend me. yourself. I'm going to defend myself. You, you Ask go yourself ahead. in a couple months, Derek Carr, you know, Jimmy G, uh, you know, who would you rather have rostered in a couple months during the offseason? Is it Jordan Love? Is it those guys? I think that Jordan Love's going to hold more value than those guys as of right now. Look, I think I think you, you, you're on to something there, right? He's a first-round pick, but, you know, there were a lot of first-round uh, quarterbacks taken that amounted to absolutely nothing. And, you know, I just look at the player. Do I think he's a, he, he's going to – I just don't think he's that. So that's me. But I, I suppose if you do think he is going to be a player, you're right. There, I mean, the fact that we're even talking about the Packers wanting to get rid of Aaron Rodgers seems like an alternative universe because the guy is playing out of his mind. And, you know, what, what are the odds that Jordan Love ever in his entire life has a stretch just like Aaron Rodgers has had so far this year? I mean, less than 1%. I mean, there's no way he's ever going to be this good. While you've got him, ride this Aaron Rodgers train. Uh, they're absolute lunatics over there, and they deserve everything they get if they let this guy walk. Uh, but I think they're going to let him walk, and I think he's going to probably be playing in Denver in a year or two. So, Or maybe uh, San Francisco. Maybe. But I'll tell you, whoever whoever's dumb enough to let him go in, in Green Bay is just missing the boat, in my opinion. Good thing um, I got love, you know, multiple rounds later than Aaron Rodgers too. So if he's if he's in line <laughs> for a job at at any point in time in the next two years, I'm going to be excited to see what he's got, and hopefully he can show us. But I took yeah, I rolled the dice, and I think that again his value is none of the guys excite me that are on the board right now that currently hold a starting job, and over the next three years, I don't know how you know, how tightly they can hold on to that job. 
Yeah, I just, I just, I, you know, I, I've got a few up my sleeve. I mean, I've got a lot of guys that I'd, I'd rank ahead of him uh, personally, but that's not to say that um, that you're not wrong. So, you know, time will tell, and someday, you know, when Jordan Love is in the Pro Bowl, Ryan's going to be dunking all over me. So, uh, <laughs> Will, Willsey, what you got, baby? All right. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of like Ryan said. You know, a lot of the a lot of the starters here just. Even though they're starting probably for a couple years for their teams, is 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 it exciting and is it not exciting? And I, I got you know some pretty. I got Mahomes. I got Dak. I, I got Rogers. I, I I got some consistency up there. I can't afford to to wait. And so this one's gonna probably shock some folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I don't need Drew Brees or Philip Rivers. I don't need none of that. Drew Locke, he's he's probably going the same way as Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers here next year, you know, sitting on his couch with the rest of us. But I'm uh, going to go with somebody do who – I've got it already punched in, just so you know. It's already it. on – I've been keeping notes, and the note is already taken. I'll tell you if I got it right or not. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to – I think this – I don't think – I don't think any of you are going to get it. Maybe, 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 if you're thinking outside the box. I'm going to say over the next few games, Jameis Winston plays his way into a contract. It's a crowd fest. That's exactly and, what I have. That's what I have. He, he's going to play his way into a contract. He's only 26. He, I mean, we, we've, he, he's going to throw picks, but this is fantasy. I mean, he put up fantasy numbers despite the picks. So I'm going to take a shot on guy who's still young. Still got a lot left in his arm. Decent, you know, not not a super mobile quarterback, but he kind of he provides a, a decent little floor. You know, he's going to get you twenty twenty five yards, score every now and again, and he'll he'll chuck it up with the best of them. Just doesn't always end in the best result. But if he can get into a team with some good uh, some good receiving weapons, we'll see what Sean Payton can do with them over the next few games. Uh, yeah, I think Jameis can play his way into a contract next year and and provide some some good value going forward. I love the pick. I love it. And you know, I love I like Jameis Winston so much more than than most of the other options that are you know either have been taken or or will be taken because of upside. Right? <clears throat> if you were riding Jameis last year, you know, granted we all knew his his starting uh, job was was fragile. But his points per game was not. He was just, I mean, he would start off with negative 12, right? I mean, two pick sixes and then he'd end with 38 points. You know, you'd be like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> right? I mean, that's basically the, the, the Jameis experience on a weekly basis. But he was going to throw, <laughs> yeah, he was going to throw six touchdown passes every single game just to which team he didn't know. <laughs> that's perfectly put. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly right, man. And yeah, I, yeah. Did it like you said, man? Who? How long is any of these other guys going to even be starting next day outside a car? You know, he's like the only guy you can look at really here and say he's got a job for at least a couple of years. I mean, after that, it's you know, where's Darnold going to be? Rivers and Breeze are old. Locke might be gone. Garoppolo might not be starting next year. Who? You know, they said I saw the report today that said he, he'll be starting for us in twenty twenty one and. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, 
Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. There's about two two in my eyes, two semi solid starting options left, and that's about it. Um, you know, of course, other than like you point out Breeze or whatever, but he's hurt, so that's different. But uh, Kanan, I'm curious to see which, if either of these two guys, you're going to take that I've got in my head. You know, I super debated uh, Kirk here. He's got a solid job for this year and probably next year for being realistic, but. I'm going to go with a guy I touted all off season about how much I liked his potential. And I think that his potential is going to be good on another team. And I think that team could be the Steelers or the 49ers or someone with an old quarterback, maybe the Colts, but I'm going to go with Sam Darnold. Uh, like you said, he's super young. He's younger than Burrow. He's younger. I think the only active quarterbacks that are older than him that are starting are uh, Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. So Sam Darnold's super young. He showed the flashes of potential. And I think if he lands with the right team, who will probably get him for a second round pick or less with how the Jets are so wishy-washy with how they want to run things, I think that he could be a solid quarterback in the future. I think that's a great pick. I mean, you know, I, I think it's a great pick. I, you know, Sam Darnold yeah. coming into the year for me was much higher than this. I mean, I had him right outside the top. Obviously, this is you know right outside the top twelve. You know, somewhere in there, I thought he was he was he had shown enough to show me that he's a, a good NFL quarterback. But the situation is is woeful there. I mean, the the offensive line is complete and utter dog shit. Um, the weapons have been either injured or literally you know JV. Um, you know, there's just been nothing. The coaching is, I mean, agree. We all agree it's the worst possible coaching scenario. I mean, what is it that is helping him succeed? There's literally nothing you can point to, like literally zero. So he's still 23 years old. He's going to get traded in the offseason. The question is where. But there is, a, like you say, there's a lot of spots where he could get traded to where all of a sudden it's wheels up. I mean, what, what, if, what if New Orleans does pass on Winston and just moves on and they're able to trade for Darnold because he's on a cheap contract because they're saddled with the uh, – the, the Taysom Hill contract, and he goes there. I mean, wheels are definitely up at that point. I mean, playing with Kamara and, and hopefully Michael Thomas can stick around, right? I mean, there are spots where he could be where you're like, oh, well, this is different. So granted, he could also go the path of Josh Rosen. I just don't think so. Um, so I think it's a great pick. It's certainly a risk-reward pick, but at this particular point in, in our draft, what more are you looking for? And that's really brings me to my question as to, you know, the two left that I thought had – a job this year and or next are Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. And you can't love either guy. I mean, it's hard to fall in love with either guy. So, I mean, I don't, I don't love either one, but you know, I'm going to, my goodness gracious. You know, Jameis was the guy I was thinking was going to be there for me. So that was a great pick. Um, <laughs> Can I just jump in while you're thinking about this? And Go for when it, is Sam Darnold going to, you know, take some, fucking responsibility that's what i want to know <laughs> and, and you know i'm i'm tired of hearing the narrative that you know gase has run him down and the supporting cast the guy sucks i i shipped him off in the off season in every league that i had him i didn't you know if you don't get it by year three bill walsh said this if a, if a player doesn't get it by year three he ain't gonna get it so I am done with Sam Darnold. I'm glad he's off my rosters. I'm glad he's on yours, clogging him up. That's <laughs> awesome. That's a that's a hot take. That's that's heat. But 
I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of disagree. You know, I think, um, I, I, I think, you know, he's been hurt too, which is not, not helped matters either. He's out making but, out with half of New Jersey's population as well. So, I mean, <laughs> sounds like, sounds like you're jealous. Yeah, yeah, it could be, but you know what? I <laughs> my immune system isn't. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him one more year in a different system, and I mean, if he can't show it, then I'm right there with you. And I, I was tooting his horn a ton this off season, thinking that he was going to show show us a little bit this year, and that has not been the case. And he's definitely taken a huge tumble in my rankings. So I feel you for sure, but I think I'll give him one more year in a different system, but I won't pay up for him either. Like the fact that he's fallen this far. Yeah. I feel safe taking it now, but if I had to pay up or put him even around the Bridgewater, the Matt Ryan's of that, nah, that's not for me anymore. Yeah. And I think he's the perfect rebuilding dynasty squad target because who, if there's a competitive team who has him rostered, you're right. He is clogging up their roster. That's a fact. So, you know, if you have one of these old guys, you know, I, I turn a, Phil Rivers and Sam Darnold and a couple of picks. I certainly had to pay uh, into Aaron Rodgers and a, and a competitive team. I have now I have Lamar and Aaron Rodgers and Teddy Bridgewater. Feel really good about that. You know, trying to win a title. Uh, you know, whereas I did have Lamar, Teddy, Sam Darnold, Phil Rivers. It was a little bit, you know, like oh my god, what am I going to do? I'm literally depending on Teddy. If he gets hurt, I'm screwed. So, you know, in that scenario, I'm giving up on Sam not because I don't think that he has the potential, but you're right, clogging up the roster. So I have to use my assets in order to try and win that chip. But for a team that's that's nowhere, he's perfect to take on because you can take him on very inexpensively. And he's certainly a lot more inexpensive than all the other, you know, the other quarterbacks that you're talking about, uh, Trask and all these other guys. But quite frankly, he's as he's as much of a chance of success as Trask. I mean, that's just a fact. You know, we don't know. You know, but at least we've seen Sam Darnold actually be successful. I mean, you know, in the last two months of last year, he was the he had the highest quarterback rating of any quarterback in the NFL. In other words, he finished strong, he played well. So we have actually seen him play well in NFL games, even in a shitty system. That shitty system, he actually won a few games. I don't remember their exact record. I have to go back, but it was pretty close to five hundred in the last something like uh, eight to ten games of that season. Um, so That's to when say he was that he's up full of antibiotics. Hey, whatever. Keep him pumping. I'm just saying that it, I'm not saying he's some sort of elite player. I'm saying that he has the potential to be solid somewhere else and to be a guy who's a, a 10 year starter or five, 10 year starter. It's possible. Um, you know, at this point in the draft, certainly that's what you're, you're hoping for three more years of, 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 of adequate, of adequate starting quarterback position. So, uh, speaking of which, let me just pull the trigger on. Uh, I almost can't even say it. Oh, give me. Derek Cousins. No, give me Kirk Carr. Uh, <laughs> give me, give me Kirk Carr. Give me Kirk Cousins. Give me Kirk take, Cousins. Oh my take god! Take lock. No, no, <laughs> pass. So Kirk Cousins off the board. I, I don't know. They're the same guy. It's fine. Maybe a year, maybe two. I'll just take Kirk Cousins. Now we're gonna go one more round. That's it. So lightning round. We all get one more guy. We've got a pick. Um, this is now pretty deep. So, uh, Ryan, we're going to go fast. Just kind of one more guy. Go ah, for it. I know where he's going. No, you don't. I'm going a, a boom pick. And this is for, you know, for the pod, for controversy. I love I it. I hear everyone go, woo! 
because uh, you know it's. I was planning on taking him a, a round or two later because I knew he would be there. But uh, I think Jameis Winston's if if he gets the start this weekend, I think he's gonna. I don't know how short of a leash he'll have, but I, I feel like this is more of an audition for other teams to look oh, at. It's a good pick. And I, I'm going to go with the upside of my boy, Taysom Hill. It's <laughs> a good pick. And, uh, you know, tight end eligibility. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he didn't play last week because he did not have the quarterback eligibility. So, like, the, he only would go in on series to do Wildcat and stuff. But now he has the quarterback eligibility. We'll see how this plays out. But – uh, the guy is incredible when I've seen him on the field. I think he has an accurate and powerful arm that people don't want to give him credit for. And this is Sean Payton's pet, you know, his, his, his Mona Lisa. And if he could show the NFL that, you know, I saw this guy from the very start at BYU. Here's, it's the BYU trend, right? I've got, you know, now a, a super <laughs> dual threat quarterback. <laughs> who's already demonstrated the rushing ability if he can if he can put anything together and I think with that offense I think he can uh we'll see but I I think that this guy has top 5 QB written all over him if he can put it all together which is a big if yeah top 5 you talking about uh talking about the rookie you stole from me right not not Taysom Hill when you said top 5 <laughs> <laughs> Willsey, you're up for the brand, Gardner Minshew. That oh, old boy. <laughs> Sniped. Yeah, same. I was going to get Mini Fitzpatrick. That's yeah, his Gardner was my guy. That's, I, I thought about taking Fitz just to just to say pretty much the same thing. Like <laughs> he, he he can go somewhere, and if he gets a chance, he's going to put up numbers. So, but I'll go. I'll go young Fitz. All right, Kanan. You got, it's the pickings are what we call slim. Slim pickings. I'll run with uh, Carson Wentz replacement, Jalen Hurts. Nice. Jalen Hurts. That hurts. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, at this particular point, you know, if, I, if I'm if i in a real deal, I'm going to take Derek Carr. So, I'm going to take Derek leave him. Carr. <laughs> ah, I was going to say leave him off the board. No, I can't. Do, I should do that to all my <laughs> Raider fans. They they love it. But, you know, I will take Derek Carr. So, that wraps it up, man. That 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 is uh, that is thirty six uh, quarterbacks drafted dynasty super flex draft. I know Kane and you're probably going to post it um, on Twitter, so we'll like uh, we'll put something down with who drafted who and in what order, and you guys can parse through it. It'll be a fun little post, I'm sure. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. But I've got a little something I want to touch before I before I say goodbye to all you uh, all you peeps out there, and and we'll have to hear what you know some of my my. Uh, my partners here think about, but you know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk about rookie running backs, especially Jonathan Taylor. I posted this week, a very innocuous uh, tweet. I just put, I did (laughs) no commentary, no opinions. I just posted JT's uh, rookie year pace versus what Emmett Smith did in his rookie year. And what was crazy is I was literally just, I put JT's pace down and I said, I wonder what some of these historical running backs look like in their first year. And literally Emmett Smith was the first guy I thought of. And it was like almost the same. So I posted, it was like curiosity. I really didn't have much to say about it, but it started a little bit of a fire. And there were a lot of people saying there's hope. You know, the, the hopeful people were like, Oh my God, this is great. And then there were the, 
the the lemmings and they were coming after me saying you know you really think this guy's emmett smith and you know who said that you know i did literally didn't say that as a matter of fact one of my subsequent tweets on that was doing the same thing with uh trent richardson which they look kind of alike too and and of course the coup d'etat was the the uh the 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 comparison to OJ Simpson, ooh, that was sweet sauce, man, because they are very very close. So who knows what you know what his outlook is? It's somewhere between OJ Simpson, Trent Richardson, and Emmett Smith. The point that I was <laughs> making with those tweets wasn't that he was Emmett Smith; it was that we don't know. We don't know. We know that he was one of the most elite college prospects to have ever tested. Three consecutive two thousand yard seasons. A four three nine at over two hundred and twenty, almost two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, great agility, great uh, burst. <clears throat> he was just the number one prospect. That's called process. So I am not upset about taking JT one hundred one. I have JT all over the place. Am I disappointed? Well, of course I am. Of course you are. You're disappointed with Ceh or JT or J.K. Dobbins right now. We're all disappointed. But we still don't know what's going to happen. If Dobbins gets that backfield next year with Lamar and they upgrade the offensive line, he could be an absolute monster. He could score 20 touchdowns. It's possible. DeAndre Swift starting to look good. He plays for a terrible team that they were splitting carries with Adrian Peterson. He's starting to emerge. But so far before his slight emergence, we were disappointed. The fact of the matter is that process is what wins. And the process led you to JT. If it led you to CEH, God bless you. That's your process. But I'm not, I'm not backing down from the process. He may bust out. He may end up being a, you know, a serial killer or he may end up being someone like Emmett Smith, but the process <laughs> leads us to JT. And I, I, I'm curious to what you have to say. Uh, I've got two guys, you know, Ryan, who's a film guy who definitely likes to, you know, watch, uh, college football and, 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 and pick apart who he likes and looks at the data as well. And I've got David who is a data master who I, you know, I've always loved following him because he helps me be better with the way he shares data. Who do you guys have? You, either one of you can go first. I'm going to step in because uh, Jonathan Taylor is, is the most special prospect that we've seen at least in the last decade. And, you know, sure, the production hasn't been to the, the caliber of what you've wanted, but I've seen a ton to be, you know, to be very optimistic about. Um, will, it, will it all materialize this year? I don't know. We don't know. You don't know. Um, we can only hope. And that's, that's what we've been, you know, doing this year. We thought we were going to do more than hoping. But next year, I, I don't think I have any any concerns whatsoever about him stepping in with a full off season, hopefully not COVID ridden off season, um, to the point where he can really take this backfield over and and not be over processing things and and just allowing the natural rhythm of the game to take over because it's it's you know the muscle memory is there the. He knows everything like the back of his hand, the playbook like the back of his hand. Um, so I'm he's somebody I'm still buying if if he's available. I there's only one more league I need him in to, you know, to complete my infinity stones of Jonathan Taylor. So <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that maybe that's when he takes off, David? What do you what do you have What do you have to say? Because I mean, you know, Ryan, he's been the biggest rhino, right? So JT's been the rhino. He's been riding this guy. I mean, Ryan's love for him has been documented. But you know, I I, I gotta assume that you were also all over him. Is that is that is that right? That, that is absolutely the case. Uh, just. As far as data, man, in the last 16 draft classes, he's highest graded running back in the model. So, I mean, I obviously had great feelings coming in. The athleticism, size, everything just wasn't anything to to really be down on. And even if you, you know, didn't think he caught a lot of passes, it, it, I've done a little bit of research and it's it's a little bit more sticky the the pass catching efficiency than the total number of catches and he's very efficient on what he did catch and so all that coming in even if you thought oh fumbling problem i think it was ryan who put a tweet up a long time ago that said i remember when adrian peterson had a fumbling problem and just you know look at how that turned out look at how tiki barber you know things you those are things you can get over and so i didn't have any any doubts coming in and you know i mean calling him calling him trent richardson is is a a dis disservice to uh to uh it was a pat Shermer, the coach of uh the browns back in the day because they gave trent richardson 317 touches his rookie year and gave him a chance to show that he sucked you know they, they won't even give jt anything outside his last game he had Six runs inside, one run outside, and averaged 0.1 yards before contact. Who's going to do anything with that? I mean, so if they get, they need to, they need to find some new ways to use them. They need to, to just let Jordan Wilkins, you know, go out to pasture. And even if they are going to play a split backfield and have Hines being heavily involved, Jordan Wilkins doesn't need to be there. So get get Jay's he's some touches, get him some confidence, and then like you said, he, he, the natural flow of the game can start to take over, and he can get you know some momentum and start to feel you know get a few big runs, feel better about himself, not be worried. You know, a, a young guy who gets f- who fumbles and gets immediately pulled from the game and touches it one more time in three quarters the rest of the game probably is going to be thinking about that every single touch after that you know if i fumble i'm done so he's they're not put you know you can't run with everything you got if your mind is sitting there going don't drop the ball don't drop the ball don't drop the ball so they need to get him some confidence going and the only way i think he's going to do that is to get get some some volume and start wearing down a defense with that size and that athleticism and you know like you said you know People take time sometimes, and with this off off season, who knows what kind of effect that has? But it certainly seems to have had an effect. Everybody thought these guys were going to take time, anyways, and now that some of them are taking time, people are bailing. So that kind of doesn't make any sense. And yeah, full off season next year. I mean, it's it's wheels up. It's wheels up. Look, and and I think it's wheels up for all of them. You know, you're right on the money. I mean. we saw the one play he did get them into space. He did he did get into space, and he did wear down one of the defenders uh, by running over him. Look, the kid does have some concerning, uh, you know, 
tendency so far, right? So, but of course, they're rookies. You know, they all kind of do. Um, and that's what you're, you're bound to see. Uh, does James Robinson look like the best back out of the bunch? In some ways, yes, of course. He's actually been the most sort of nuanced, which has been kind of makes sense too. Cause I mean, he scout, I scouted him very highly when he came out, but he isn't the sort of raw material that DeAndre Swift and JT and Cam Akers and JK Dobbins are. Those are the raw materials. Now they, they proved to be very, uh, you know, prolific in college, but it doesn't, it's not an automatic bid that they're going to be awesome in the pros. It just means they have a very good chance, you know, but you're right. I think, you know, from a, from a JT supporter, it's hard to see them sort of treating them the way they're treating them. And I'm not saying like poor JT, it's more like I want to optimize JT and yeah, running him up the middle where he's getting contacted at the line of scrimmage immediately every single time is probably not the best use of his skill set. being that he's big and fast, getting him to the edge sounds like a pretty good plan. I'm no expert, though. So, Kanan, just out of curiosity, uh, were you also a JT 101 truther at the time? I was. I was indeed. I loved what I saw from him at Wisconsin. And honestly, I think it's – I mean, I know people try to get out early and whatnot, but I think it's too too early to give up. Uh, people bring up Trent Richardson, but, you know, Trent Richardson had that good first year, and if he was still going slow in year two, you still have time to get out. So I think it's too early, especially with the weird off season that we had, now real OTAs and all of that. Uh, let's give it some time and let the process happen. Well, I'm like I'm like Ryan. If I didn't own him everywhere, I could buy him someplace. But you know, it's seemingly in every league I'm in, it's either I own him or like I'm in a league where Ryan owns him. I know I'm not getting him there. Uh, I'm in a league where Stoner owns him. I'm probably not getting him there. Like it's 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 slim pickets. I'm in a tough spot because I I was at the point where people were you know when he when Marlon Mack went down and that first game he had. You know, 28 touches, 100 plus yards, touchdown. People, you know, obviously people went nuts. And I didn't think he'd hit his ceiling yet. So I held off and held and held and held. And now I'm at the point where he's not even remotely close to what I think his ceiling is be. So I definitely, like, I think it can be way better. I, it hasn't been long enough for, for me to say, like, uh, I just have take lock. This is a guy in his first 10 games of his career. He's 21. Without ever playing, without ever playing an offseason game with, you know, they, they were practicing on Zoom calls. I mean, you know, like, let's give him some time. I would not bail because I think you're going to turn around in a year and just say, wow, look at that first I got, now I got to pay three to get him back. That's right. No, it's a hundred percent. That's, that's exactly right. And I, I'm not bailing on, on Dobbins. Uh, I'm not bailing on, on Swift, obviously. I'm also not bailing on acres. Uh, those were my top four. I'm still there. And, and actually the, the, the thing that's been rattling through my brain is pre draft, pre NFL draft. I had, you know, uh, JT Swift, Dobbins and acres as my top four. And I had CH outside of that. And CEH, um, you know, sort of weaseled his way into my top four and kind of put himself, you know, at the 102 from time to time. And I was like really wrestling with it. I didn't want him there because I didn't see him as that player. And I wish I had the strength of my convictions back then to draft DeAndre Swift ahead of him. Obviously, uh, Dobbins is not necessarily making me too happy where I own him this year, but um, I think he'll he'll turn it around at some point, too. So no panic here. 
Uh, and I don't really even want to panic over CEH. I think he'll be okay, although I would trade him uh, for equal value if I could, um, which kind of brings me to another point that I think Ryan was asking me a little bit about, which was like, you know, I, I, I made an offer in a league where it was, um, you know, Dobbins, Brian Edwards, and a first for Dalvin. You know, I'm in a win-now situation. Now, I may not do that if I'm not in a win-now because that first-round pick's another opportunity for me to build my team. But if I'm, you know, in second place and, you know, second in, in the league in scoring as I am in that particular league, hey, man, let's push it. You know, let's see if I can upgrade Dobbins to to Dalvin. And I, I'm happy to do that. I, I recently paid three first-round picks. Uh, I don't remember what it was, two 21s or a 21, a 22, 23, maybe. I don't remember. But it was three first-round picks for Alvin Kamara. And, and that's also in a league that I'm – it's a deep league, 16 team, and I now have Dalvin, Kamara, and Miles Sanders pushing for that win. But in other leagues, I'd be giving giving things up in order to get Dobbins. You know, I'd be selling. If, if, if I only had one good back and the rest of my team was kind of dog shit, maybe I would sell Cook to get Dobbins a first and Edwards or, 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 or more if I could. So, um, you know, when is the time to do that? Ryan, you probably have something to say about that, eh? Yeah, I'm in that situation right now where I'm the number one ranked team uh, going into the playoffs, into the playoff push, and uh, I want to get stronger at running back. So I have somebody's early first next year, and I'm I'm debating if I want to cash it in right now because um, I was looking forward to possibly ETN or Najee Harris next year. Uh, who I have like firmly at the the top two running backs, and then everything else we'll kind of see where the the dust settles. But um, if I can acquire JT for that one pick, or you know that pick and a little bit of icing, um, I want to do that. And that's that's the last league I don't have J- Jonathan Taylor in. So, and even if I don't get that production I want out of him this year, I still think that. You know, next year, the year after is is you know where he really pops off and and becomes that league winner that we all know he could be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how sometimes the NFL thinks they're you know like you'll be in a you'll be in a little uh, Twitter spat with someone and they think they'll say they'll use this card they'll say so you think you're smarter than the NFL GM and it's like well maybe I guess I don't know like I'm not taking Henry Ruggs as the first wide receiver off the board so. I've, I've seen him do some stupid shit. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll be wrong, but uh turns out I wasn't. You know, I'm not going to take J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. Not going to do that either. <laughs> Things I'm not going to do. Like, I, I don't know. Does that make me fucking stupid? Nikhil Harry. How much turnover do NFL GMs have? I don't think that's a very valid point to ask if you're if you think you're better than an NFL GM. Sure. There's plenty of times where I was. You know, I think about it sometimes, and yeah. – those guys are so insulated, right? You know, they're so close to the big schools and the and the big scouts and the like they almost feel like they have to take Henry Ruggs in the first round. Like there's this sort of like I don't know, it's very Marquise Brown thing. Yeah, the it's big like a school. politician taking campaign contributions, you know, at some exactly. point the exactly. got to be paid. Like nobody thinks that Biden was the best candidate, but like, you know, he's in the, you know, it's like the, yeah, let's take Biden first. Biden is the Henry Ruggs of, uh, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Biden's the Henry Ruggs of, of politics. Yeah. He sure can talk fast. 
He's the small, really fast guy who doesn't get a lot of volume. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, it's a pass for me. But uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, he has no idea where he's at on the field. <laughs> <laughs> this is staying I just about spit coffee all over the screen. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, so I don't know that I'm necessarily smarter, but I know that I can, you know, I can. I can certainly evaluate the the data as well as anybody else. I mean, you know, what are they doing? They're they're literally looking at tape, looking at data, and trying to pick a winner. And there's an imperfect science to it, but you know, the truth is is that guys like David have actually created a bit of a science around it that helps. Uh, and look, you mentioned Nikhil Harry. I would have taken Nikhil Harry first, although I'm a Patriot fan, and when they took him, I didn't feel good about it. I will tell you. Um, you know, there was something there that just didn't smell right with the Patriots taking him, actually. I didn't like anything about it. It was, it was AJ all the way for me after, mm-hmm. like, what I was talking to you guys about after I saw, you know, saw that tape of him playing exclusively outside, man. He he passed everybody up. But, again, we're, we're you know, we're talking about I'm, – I'm, I'm pretty sure – I don't know where you had him, but I had Nikhil, AJ, DK. Like, it was – you know, I faded yeah. DK because I didn't take him – you know, I was taking him at pick 1.08 instead of 1.04, you know, which was a mistake. Yeah, I yeah. missed him, you know. This is why I rarely invest first-round draft capital in rookie-wide receivers. I'd rather overpay once they've shown themselves than uh, – so in the rookie drafts, I'm usually trying to move up to the top couple picks so I can get that elite running back prospect. You know, I'd rather take my chances there. Well, it's certainly it's certainly what I do as well. But you know, there was a uh, it was the draft. Um, it was one league. I had a sort of my league of record, and um, and I didn't have a top pick, so I ended up taking like it was Debo, uh, Miles Boykin, Paris Campbell, uh, McLaurin, and I got Nikhil Harry actually because I picked right after that first bit of running back. But it was like it was pretty awesome. I had all these sort of like you know, wide receivers, some of them panned, some of them didn't, but I, I, I took five wide receivers in a row. It may not have been those exact five off to go back and look, but I thought that was it. And so, you know, while it is because I didn't want justice Hill and right. I was like, Oh, and I'm not so sure about these guys. I was so unsure about them that I was just trying to hit. And so, you know, you take these five wide receivers, you hit on two or three. That sounds great to me. You move on. Now, you, you know, next, next draft was, you know, the, the running back draft, obviously, which, you know, then I, t- you know, acres and all these, but you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you just got to take what the draft gives you. I mean, I always say in the draft, you, you definitely want to take best player available. Don't try and force it, but you're right. Those elite running backs are up there at the top. And if you can get there like next year, like you already mentioned, man, Najee and Etienne, those are the guys. Don't forget to Javante. I actually have oh, him graded awesome. a, li- a little better than Harris right now. Wow. And I'm a, a sleeper on your, on your show. Right here, right now, wherever he goes, Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma will be a thing in the NFL. Love that. He's had some issues. He's had some some legal trouble. He's a transfer, but dude, when he what he's put on the field, like it's it's really damn good. And I haven't heard a single person mention his name. He won't be a you know a day two pick. He's the guy you're probably gonna. Unless he really shows out at the combine, but uh, probably somebody who I would hope to go probably around round four. And if he goes in round four, I'm going to try and scoop him up everywhere. You heard it here first. I love that. 
Fingers crossed. What do you say, Ryan, Mr. College Football? You agree with him? I like Javante Williams. I don't know where, you know, we got to see how it shakes out in the in the combine, but uh, he's he's sharing a backfield there in North Carolina. But, man, he has been just absolutely blowing up the last few weeks. And uh, I could, yeah, I could easily slot him in, you know, moving around anywhere in that top three. I think those three have, have really uh, separated themselves this year, you know. We don't know what we're getting with Kenneth Gainwell. He's a little bit undersized. He's taken the year off. Um, so you might be able to get him at a, at a little bit of a discount. And it, it's hard to project where these guys are going to get drafted, uh, yeah. especially like a Kenneth Gainwell. If, if he doesn't fit that that elite, um, you know, size, size uh, what an elite profile looks like, then, then we don't know. It, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I usually want to get a guy that's drafting the first three rounds. Like that's, that's kind of like the, the, the barrier of entry to, to ride on the rhinos, you know? But uh, then of course you got guys like James Robinson who just come out of nowhere and, and emerge and, and uh, but next year, I think those are the top three guys. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, who else, who else, you know, shines at the combine and, uh, who teams are are looking at and, and might pull the trigger in the third or fourth round. Well, I already know that I'm going to have David on again for sure. And, of course, Ryan, this is your second visit. And Kanan, Kanan's on every every episode because he's riding with me. You know, he's the he's the conductor of this train. But, um, you know, my favorite time of year is the offseason because of Dynasty, because of scouting, because of the NFL draft. I am such a junkie, and I'm behind – you guys in terms of, of college football knowledge. And, you know, for me, I'm always a 30,000 foot view from at this particular point. I'm managing my teams, but as soon as week 16 ends, you know, and those Super Bowls are off, that's when I start, you know, that's when I start really looking at, you know, uh, the prospects. But right now I, I, I would tell people like my process at this particular point is trying to identify the no brainers. Like, because what ends up happening is after the season combine talk, draft talk, interviews, senior bowl, this, that, and the other. There's so much noise that you start to get confused potentially. And for me right now, it's identifying. It's probably about 12 no-doubters. You know, And I say no-doubters. Um, there, there, there are no such thing as a no-doubter, but you know, a, a prospect that you know, there's just there's really all the boxes are checked. And if it, if it doesn't happen, it just doesn't happen. And for me, there's those two quarterbacks, Fields and Lawrence, there are other good quarterbacks. They're just not no-brainers. Uh, there's the two running backs with uh, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, and it sounds like there's a couple other knocking on the door. I had um, Chuba Hubbard there for a little bit, but he's he, if he's going to gain entry there, he's he's got an asterisk, so I can't put him there. Um, Williams from North Carolina, I have been seeing him. I'm I, I'm not so sure. I don't, you know, if you have him number three, I still think he's outside that no-brainer. Uh, category for me where there are a lot of players is wide receiver you know for me it's obviously Rashad Bateman Jamar Chase and Rondell Moore Rondell Moore gets the asterisk for size although he he's so strong and so good I mean he's he's elite of elite and then there's got to be like for me there's like 10 more wide receivers that you can start to talk about for spots four and five and I don't know who they are yet, right? So it sounds kind of weird, but there's definitely going to be two guys that that elevate. Maybe it's Amon Ra, maybe it's Seth Williams, right? There's a there's a lot of guys. I love Terrace Marshall. Like 
you just go on and on and on. Tylen Wallace was a was a real player last year. Jalen Waddles obviously got to be there. Uh, Devontae Smith, like there's just so many wide receivers. There's going to be two more. And I would probably say Jalen Waddles, that next guy. Uh, again, obviously the injury is a, a big problem. So you start to unravel these things and say, okay, where are those no-brainers? And then there's the Kyle Pitts and Fryer move. So for me, those are basically all the guys I really not know. Of course, I know of these other guys, but those are the guys that are sort of on my, okay, these are guys that are going to be, you know, in that first round conversation next year. And then we're going to see all sorts of noise around a lot of other guys. But that's almost 12 guys I mentioned right there. And what that really means to me is that either somebody's going to take these these guys' place or there's going to be some of these other guys that are there in the second round. In other words, the second round is going to be uh, littered with talent unless a bunch of guys go back that we don't anticipate going back to school for their senior year, which is, of course, possible given the fact that their junior season was kind of ravaged by COVID. So all that being said just means that that's kind of the process I go about because I don't watch so much college football. But um, if you're if you're watching a lot of college football or like David, you're you're already putting all those numbers into your model, which is super exciting. And that's why you should be checking out David uh, on Twitter because I'm telling you, he made me a better player uh, just being around him and, and getting a chance to talk to him. So we're, we're kind of running out of time, but I'm, I'm going to give each of you guys a a quick, uh, a quick goodbye, and also maybe just tell the the listeners where they can find you. Uh, we'll start with David. David, tell everybody what you're up to. Yeah, like you said, just uh, just updated the the it's the running back prospect comparison model that I developed last year over about like eight months, something like that. But just finished updating the a lot of the guys in the 2021 class, and you can just find that on my Twitter handle. But uh, also over at Dynasty League Football. Haven't written anything for a minute. I should probably get on doing that here soon. But uh, And then a podcast, Four Corner Fantasy Podcast with my man Alfred. Um, check that out anywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are awesome. I, I, I don't, I'm not joking around, man. David is one of those guys that if you kind of pick his brain, you realize it's bigger than yours. You know, it's like, man, this guy knows what's up. So, Definitely check him out on Twitter. Um, he, he's just a great follow. And like I said, he'll just make you better at Dynasty Football. So go check him out. Rhinos, I don't know what he'll make you better at. Probably make you better at uh, having a good time. I love my man Ryan. Ryan, tell them where they can find you and what's up. Yeah, you can find me at Real Rhinos, R-Y-N-O-S, on Twitter. You know, I'm going to be fleeting a lot. I'm uh, yeah, just, you are. Uh, in, enjoying this, <laughs> this, new, uh, <laughs> this new feature on Twitter. If you haven't seen it yet, you should get on the fleet. What is it? <laughs> oh man, it's nonsense. It's basically like TikTok, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, quick video, goes away, nonsense video stuff. I mean, I don't know. The the problem with this is that if I start doing this, y'all are gonna have to look at my ugly <laughs> mug. You know, that's the only thing I think. I, I'm not gonna subject you all to that. Yeah, well, you always have the glasses on, so <laughs> maybe I need. Maybe I'll wear the, the mask. Mug. I'll wear yeah. a mask, the glasses, a hat. <laughs> you know, then you guys maybe be like, you know, that's not such a bad dude right there. <laughs> Twitter needs to see Jack's fleet. I tell you that much. <laughs> the Jack's fleet is definitely coming, baby. I love you, Ryan. You're the best, man. I, you're you're the best, man. I, I think you're the greatest. 
you're a ton of fun, man. Every time anybody any, anybody's around you, they're always smiling, having a good time. So I love you. And the man of the hour, the absolute king of the king of the hill, my man Canon Harris, who produces, edits, and does everything for this pod and makes it makes it all happen and puts in so much work. And I can't respect him and thank him enough. So Kane, tell everybody what you're up to, and uh, and and maybe even mention your uh, your other little uh, side gig. Yeah, so you can follow me at Kane Rob K A Y N E R O B. Uh, I write for the Undroppables as well as Jack said, produce and edit this podcast. So if you're listening, you're in the right spot. If you're not listening, you're doing it wrong. And otherwise, I write the Flex article for the Undroppables. And we are trying to get a flex consensus going every week, answering your hardest questions. And then outside of football, I host a scary movie podcast with my girlfriend of eight years. And we dive into all sorts of horror films and giving you ratings and critiques for those type of films. So that's what I'm doing in my free time. How dope is that? What, uh, what What's the podcast called? It's called Grim Conclusions. Grim conclusions. Everybody out there, check it out. Right, dude? Check it out in the bio. I have a link there if you need to find it easy. I love it. I love it. And and there you go. So then when you're looking for a scary movie, I've been looking for some scary movies on on the old Netflix, you know, and I I, I like don't know which one's good. I like hit up my main man, Kanan, and I text him and be like, you know, which one of these should I watch? And he knows what's up. Speaking of which, have you seen uh, what is it, The Haunting of Bly Manor or something like that? Ah, uh, no, I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of things for it on Netflix, but we haven't dove into that quite yet. You'll get two, three, four, I think, maybe uh, episodes in, and it's it's only sort of mildly like, and that's about as far as I am. It's not super scary yet, but actually, the one I just watched, the most recent, I got, I don't know if I'm at four or five, whatever it is. It was like a, a little bit. I was like, oh, some shit's going down now, dog. So, you know, it's one of those. So it's a little slow building, but um, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty entertaining. But, you know, that's my that's my grim conclusion on that shit. <laughs> Love to hear it. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to get it rolling. I mean, I think this is a great episode. Y'all make sure you go check out on Twitter to see the uh, the top 36 uh, dynasty quarterbacks as drafted by these amazing experts today and me without further ado thank you so much for listening to the undrafted brought to you by the undroppables i am your host scott Palander. thank you so much adios